MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Saturday. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Barles. Jared Smith alongside. What a day. You have an hour more of us, and then... Danny Burke and Mike Palm will take you from 6 to 9 That's Eastern time. Hey, look, I, the two of them, you heard them on the uh, the VEASAN Pro Football Podcast every Friday yeah. during the regular season. Right. Uh, it's uh, a rarity to see Mike on uh, Mike in, a, in the South Point studio as opposed to the Circus <laughs> studio. But uh, it's good to it'll be good to hear the hear the dynamic duo, Mike and Danny, coming your way in an hour from now. But you got an hour more of uh, Jared Smith and I. And, Deal and, with it. Hey, look, I... I mean, I know everyone's here for Jared, but... Have uh, we not talked one segment of NFL yet this whole show, Brian? Uh, we have not. The yeah, closest we, we got was any given Sunday. And that doesn't count. And that doesn't count. That and the XFL. NFL. <laughs> 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 what, was, what was the... Oh, it was the AFA, right? The name of that league? Uh, the AAF. A- the oh, yeah, American AAF, Alliance yeah. of Football. That's correct. Wow. Yes? That's yes. right? And they were also at the same time as the NFL, but this is a very... Profitable because there's a scene in it where they say they're doing much better th- than the uh, the Dolphins who are. Across, oh, that's across right. Town. They're like the the offshoot league, but they lasted a long time because I remember. Well, yeah, the U, player... U, you were the U, the UFL as that's well. Right. That's yeah. right. You had, you had a, a lot of leagues that tried to hang around. But what look, was I... your favorite football movie of all time? Is that it? Replacements is that on the list too? Remember the Titans? I mean, Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, remember the Titans. Oh yeah, remember oh, the Titans. Remember the Titans. 
Yeah. Um, That's based on a true yeah. story, though. Yeah. Uh, That's more like a, it's not a documentary, but right. it, it's the closest does, uh, thing does, you does, have uh, to does, one. Uh, I guess replacements is too because they base it off the strike. Yeah. yeah. Any uh, given Sunday is complete I mean, fiction. Look, and it's I mean, look, I mean, I'm a I love the Mean Machine as we know. Yeah. Varsity Blues. <laughs> Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues is also fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friday Varsity Night Lights is also based great. off a true story. What is yeah. this? Does uh, Blue Mountain State count as a football? No. A football no, film? No, <laughs> I think we're gonna draw the line there. <laughs> well, well, Blue Mountain State the movie was legitimately unwatchable. Yes. Blue Mountain State the show. Yeah, not for everybody. I'll but I think that. we are contractually obligated to talk about the NFL for one segment, right? I mean, we could talk Aaron about Aaron Rodgers has emerged from darkness. Did he see so, his shadow? So I, I want your thoughts on this, actually. Sure. I want your thoughts I, on this. I opened good, up Pandora's box. For good, a good, good, good groundhog day mention, by yeah. the way. Um, but did you see the thing he was in? No. It was nonsense. It was nonsense. Was it, was it, like actually a box? A, it was actually a word I can't say on the air. So okay. I, 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 that, that's how I feel about it. It was basically just this tiny room. That has lights, by the way, if you want to turn them on. A queen bed. Queen and a, bed. And a bathroom and a meditation pad. So it was basically a hotel room minus electricity. But it has electricity. But just he's not supposed to use it. He's just not supposed to use it. So basically he was staying at the Hilton for <laughs> two days. He was staying at a... And a, didn't I hear he didn't last the full four days? I, who knows? Well, I was talking about this yesterday at a numbers game. Aaron Rodgers is exhausting at this point. Well, and he has been for a few years. And... You know, it's interesting. So we look at these odds. We, we do have those odds. Uh, They've moved, bet, by the way. Points bet has it where Green – if he goes back to Green Bay or he retires, it's a void. So you get your money back. The so rate, that's why the odds are shifted a little that's bit. That's why these odds are a little bit different than what we the saw Packers a few weeks were ago. in – Correct. Yeah. They were in the DraftKings. See, ones I would feel a lot up. more confident making a bet in a market where it voids if he goes back to Green Bay. Because I'll be honest. That wouldn't surprise me. You, do you think he ends up going there? Going no, back, I don't think staying, he will. Staying. But I don't think it would surprise me, whereas the Jets, frankly, would surprise me. I don't think he's coming here into Vegas. I think that's the one. I don't think that should be the favorite right now. What should be the favorite? I think Packers should be the favorite. I, well, Incumbent. It, for this market, with Green Bay not on the board, I think the Jets and the Raiders should both be slight plus money because – fair. I don't think anyone. I don't think there's any other option other than those two. But the thing with the Raiders, oh. I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week. Ziegler's the GM, the new GM Ziegler, uh, he had a press conference. It made it really seem like that the Raiders could have draft Anthony Richardson somehow gets to them in the back end of the top ten, despite the fact him that going despite the, despite the fact absurd. that everyone the fact that everyone seems to be betting Anthony Richardson to go on number that. one, even though I'm with you, I wouldn't do it. He's very talented, but the other two guys are going to be better pros it's not even close who the best quarterback in this draft is but there's just one big question and it's just longevity with Bryce that's it just the size that's it that's it but you know what there's been quarterbacks that have overcome that before do we know if he's going to be able to only time will tell but if you were going to ask me a no and that's I don't want to get off topic with Aaron no Rogers, no, no keep, keep, but keep on. the number one pick it's okay and everyone's like oh but he could be Josh Allen Josh Allen wasn't drafted first. Josh Allen was drafted seventh. All, all I can tell you, Jared, that was the draft, as we know, that was the draft where it was Baker one, Darnold three, Allen seven, Rosen, I remember, he's nine or ten. Yeah. Regardless, irrelevant in the end, and Jackson was 32. Yeah. I was so concerned. And, of course, this is kind of what the inexact science of the NFL draft is, unless if you're, unless if you're Peyton Manning, basically. 
laser rocket arm, six yeah. foot five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I that's mean, not I, Bryce Young, by the way. Yeah, I, but, and that's that's the knock. That's the rub here right. with this draft. And that draft, that that Allen draft was like, if they, the Jets take Josh Allen at three, I'm done. There's no way. It's not going to work if you put Josh Allen on the Jets. Which who knows? Remember, Josh Allen's career path has been one of the one of to the positive end, one of the stranger improvements we've ever seen. Usually if you're inaccurate the first two years, you don't become accurate. No. And Brian Dables helped a lot. Well, and I, you saw the drop-off this year. saw the drop-off again this year. Yep, and I think 100%. that's the key with this pick. Bryce Young going one overall. He's going to be likely not – it's probably not going to be the Bears. So I don't think it's going to be Chicago it's either. It's not going to be. So it, that's the first step of the equation. We have identified the number one pick. I have, if I was the GM. But – we don't know what team, what fit is going to kind of mold and trade up and be willing to give up those assets. I don't think it's going to be Chicago. But to the earlier point about Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't be shocked if one of the teams drafting in the top 14 right here that you're looking at the graphics ends up going after Aaron Rodgers. I think Tennessee, the Jets, the Raiders, all drafting in the top 14. I would put all of these teams in contention to draft a guy like Richardson or Levis to add depth to their quarterback room. You could see the Raiders draft Will Levis, draft Anthony Richardson, and go get Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, that wouldn't surprise me either. I'll pay you a boatload of money, Aaron, for one year. Make Anthony Richardson better. Then you tell run me. In, tell me why not. Then you run into the other question: Is Aaron Rodgers willing to actually? Of course do it? not. You know well, the answer. Money that. cures a lot uh, of no, things. No, that's so. the thing. I mean, look. I mean, I don't think, for what it's worth, I think in the end, Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. The only that thing, would surprise the me only thing that has me hesitant on that, just knowing what Aaron Rodgers' personality is, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to share the stairs at Canton with Brady in the same year. That's Someone correct. mentioned that the other day. Go ahead, Brian, because that that is interesting to me. I don't think he so, is going to want to share that with that Tom is Brady. Very, that is a very egotistical so, reason so to, to, so to not to, retire. To preface this, uh, two-time Packers owner. Thank yes, you very much. Two times, yes, <laughs> two, <laughs> two times. Yes, two times. You yes. So, that means so, you sold your stock. No, he yeah, just bought. He bought in the second time. Yeah, I got oh, a second one. Oh, so you one. bought and then you bought more. Yeah. yeah. What's the offerings like for that? Uh, I think it was three hundred the first time, three fifty the second time was what it. So you're clearly a controlling member of the board. <laughs> of course, here. yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> but I think the problem is, is that I think that's it's he's that question's actually been asked to Aaron Rodgers. I think on the Pat McAfee show about uh, retiring the same year as Tom Brady. He said, "Oh, that's ridiculous. I would. Why would I ever? I, why would I ever not want to share the stage with one of the greatest?" Of I all agree. Time? But, but I don't know if that's how he actually thinks. Or I if think he was full of you know you know what. I think I think he's just saying that to sound like he doesn't yeah, care, but he kind of phony baloney. Um, also, I think it would be. I think it makes sense to go to the Jets, but also remember when Brett Favre got traded was also to the Jets. Well, you also so remember very I, similar situation. That would be really weird if those so, two things. So one other thing, guys. also too, I want to bring up with this whole thing because keep in mind, as we know, Favre retires in the in the tearful goodbye after the Giants <laughs> game, and he doesn't decide to come back until July. He came back late. Yeah, correct. And that trade, I, I doing just looking up on this because we were talking about this on a numbers game, Kelly Bill and I earlier in the week. Favre didn't get traded to the Jets until August seventh. Yeah, it was very late. It's very late, and he barely had time to pick up the playbook. But would you be shocked if Aaron milked this all the way into training camp? In no, July? not at all. I wouldn't either. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. Don't be surprised if like we don't get a resolution on this until after the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. That would be wild. That would be ridiculous. But, uh, but what what does it take for Aaron to want? Because 
I think leaving Green Bay is more of a personal choice than a monetary choice at this point. I, I, I do think there's, there's a lot of money out there right now, and I think a lot of these teams that are willing to spend and willing to give Aaron way more control than what he had in Green Bay. Is that attractive to him at this, at this stage of his career, to basically be the offensive coordinator like Brady was in Tampa? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like that's because, why I would sell it to him. Like, Aaron, we're not even going to hire an offensive coordinator. You're the guy. Well, I, here's the thing. If you end up – so, first off, remember, if he goes to the Jets and Daniel Hackett's his offensive coordinator, so Aaron Rodgers can be running the offense anyway. That's true. Good point. If he goes to the Raiders – I mean, look, there's question marks about what Josh McDaniels and that staff – Yeah. They, what are they? Are they – are they the reason Derek Carr fell off the cliff this past year? Or is it that Derek Carr fell off the cliff and it Certainly didn't matter? Certainly it wasn't Devontae Adams. Right. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there are there are a lot of questions with the Raiders from the Aaron Rodgers perspective. The, only, the, the two big positives for coming to Las Vegas for Aaron Rodgers, one of them is to play with Devontae Adams again. And the second one is he gets to keep all of his money because we don't pay state income tax here. <laughs> I mean, monetary. I, I, that's the that, that's the biggest matter. thing. I mean, look. I mean, that's. But at least he didn't have the FTX stuff like Brady to dig himself out of. That's why. <laughs> that's why Tom <laughs> saw that Fox money and he and said, "I want it. I want it." <laughs> I think that's the number one place he wants to go is the Raiders. If, I, probably to him because well, he if wants it's to play all with even, Devontae. That's probably where he wants to go. Yeah, they have talent. I think that it's kind of something they've lacked in Green Bay is is star talent. And I think that's what he wants at this point in his career. He does. I think he really doesn't like. But what's the best fit him. for Aaron? I think, I think the Jets are the best fit for Aaron. Best personally. defense, best better, overall better, situation. Better defense. Rookie more, of the year. More Basically win- two of them. You, if you want to laugh for a second, the more winnable division. Then not the West. Well, definitely not a Patrick Mahomes. I'd want to go to the NFC, though. Well, they're not going to trade him in the NFC, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they choice. Yeah, he's not going to have a choice. And Tennessee, honestly, Tennessee would be an interesting Tennessee's one, a good too. Spot. But I have, a feeling, I have a feeling him and Vrabel would butt heads, though. I don't know how that would see work. That. Hey, we got more college basketball to get to, and also maybe your movie review from Brian Ortega next. <laughs> the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and plenty more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start wagering from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. By the way, we have more spring training controversy, by the way. There was something else that happened with one of your bets? No, no bets. No bets on this one. Apparently, they remember last year when Ali Marmol went after C.B. Buckner. So Buckner had the Cardinal game today. Oh, boy. And Marmol went to shake hands, and Buckner would not shake his hand. These umps which is, which is, are which is flabbergasting. Which is flabbergasting. Um, and Marmol, after the game, um, which, by the way, that on the same crew, which how did baseball let this happen? I don't care if it's a spring training game. Angel Hernandez and C.B. Buckner are on the same crew. Yikes. Which is not it's what you want. an all-star crew right there. No, not what you want. Um, but, it's uh, not what you want. No, but and, and no love lost, to say the very least. And, look, Ali Marmol, who went – again, Buckner blew multiple calls in that game last year yeah. in Arizona against the Cardinals. Marmol was pretty vicious, but I think totally justified – in going after C.B. Buckner in that game, that ain't right. 
No. That ain't right. Well, it's we, not. We, we, we saw that. But I'll be honest, though. These guys are really they, – they hold grudges. And the umpires, it's gotten to the point where I think there's really nothing – there's too much scar tissue there to ever get rid of it. And I think it's just certain umpires just are kind of products of the environment. And when things get a little bit unraveled, they remember the bad – and listen, the Angel, I've had, if you go back and you search, do a Twitter search for Angel Hernandez and then you tag my account, I've gone on some rants about him before. He once sued the Major League Baseball union. Oh, yeah. Because he thought he was getting discriminated against because of his race, when in reality, Joe, He's just bad at his job. Joe Torre <laughs> then went and did a, a full, like, it was like a testimony, like a few good men. Like, you can't handle the truth, Angel. He went into detail on every single time that Angel Hernandez screwed something up. And the list, like, <laughs> the testimony was ridiculous. So these guys hold crudges. They are incredibly emotional. Basically everything you shouldn't be when you're an umpire. Do you remember last year? I forget who was doing the manual check on Madison Bumgarner and was just staring at him the whole I time for, and waiting for him to do anything, and then he threw him right out of the game. I uh, I forget who the umpire Me was. Me too, but it was But it was agreed. It was, it was egregious. It was Dan Bellino. That was a quick. That was very, a, very egregious. Quick. It was, oh, no, he's massaging his hand, just staring at him. And just the, staring at him like, go ahead. Go ahead, say, say, anything. Say, say anything. And I'm, then he looked at him, and, and Madison, I don't know if you've seen – Big, oh, tall guy, oh country yeah, guy, oh yeah. six foot five, looks right at him, and then I think made a, a short comment, bang, gone. Like, these guys are, they they get triggered. No, it's, and look, and again. Uh, it's supposed to be fair. I don't want to be even, I, I, I unbiased. Wanna, I, I don't want to turn this into umpire and, and referee. No, central, but, but this, the umps especially. But I do, do want to bring this up because, again, they, the NFL gets all the eyeballs. Of course, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. And their refs had a look. They had a. Yes, Roger. It was great. They had a, they had a very <laughs> mediocre showing in the postseason. At best. Let's just. Let's just. I'll be. I'll be polite to them. You're they a kind are, soul. They are way better at their jobs than the NBA refs are. And look, the NBA refs have a very hard job because block charge is toughest call in all that, sports. That game is just so fast. Yeah. And those guys are so superly, ridiculously athletic. It's, but when I, you have guys like Dick Pavetta, who's ninety yeah, years yeah, old, yeah. But the, the what NBA do you expect? Guys, the NBA guys, I'll give, I'll give a yeah. little bit of, I'll give them more of a pass than the college basketball guys, who seemingly are almost trying intentionally to get every call wrong in college basketball. <laughs> I know they're not, but it at least feels like it. Um, but the baseball ups, and I'll give hockey refs a little bit of a pass because you're. You're on ice. You're on ice. You're <laughs> skating. Imagine trying to do your job and you're skating. I mean, the hockey, uh, hockey, uh, hockey players are incredible in their own right for that. They too. are. But baseball, I'm hypothetically, and we said this earlier in, in the show, should have the easiest job of everyone. You would think. And and look, it, I know it's not. You're you're going to make mistakes. We're all human. It's going to happen. Of but course. This is that type of stuff. Enough already. Just. Get, Get the guys who can't umpire out of it. I always marvel at how adults sometimes, and we deal with it. There's people petty, a lot of petty people in the media business too. Like it, I, we, we encounter it on a daily, weekly basis. But in sports, I understand why there's a lot of it because your, your identity, your, your you know, responsibility, your, your ownership of these teams and these moments are on the line when you are – officiating, trying to officiate, your dignity is on the line because you're going to be the punchline 
of every media network, including ours, yep. when you get something wrong. So I understand why there's very people very sensitive about it, but I like to view it the same way that when I feel when I make a pick and it bombs off. Like, it's just not even close. No, it's what, we, we've all been there. Exactly. All and we, there. we had a discussion a couple weeks ago on Prime Primetime, myself and Tim Murray, about the worst bets we've ever made. And that was a fun discussion. But what it did <laughs> is it got us in the mindset of, hey, when you screw up really badly, it happens. But when you don't take ownership and accountability of said screw up, it only makes it look makes worse. It worse. So when Angel Hernandez screws up, and listen, he's human. People screw up. But then he goes and sues his employer because the screw-up is actually the thing preventing him from advancing in his career and not the fact that he's whatever race, creed, or color. That's what makes it look worse. And that's why I think us as media members have a right to comment on it because <laughs> just, say you, just say you screwed up, Angel. And I'll say, yeah, it happened. You screwed up. You yeah. made a bad bet before. But they compound the issue with their hubris. I mean, you know what? Since we're on baseball, let's uh, let's do. You want to do some baseball win totals real yes. quick? Let's do some baseball win totals. I would love that. So here you go. Uh, the uh, the top win totals on the board belong to the Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, and Mets, as we all intend in the year of 2023. The year of our Lord. Uh, the Astros 95 and a half, Dodgers 95 and a half juice over on both of those Mets, and the Yankees both at 94 and a half. The Padres and the Blue Jays are the only other teams with. Up north of 90 win totals, 92 and a half and 91 and a half. Jared, I, I will say this real quick. The LA Dodgers are overvalued this year. Adam Burke believes that too, and I agree with him. Their pitching staff is not nowhere near as good as it's been. And we saw it by and look, I know it's weird to say this about a team that won 108 games last year. But you could see a potential playoff flame out coming for them. Because once the Bueller injury happened, yeah, you have Urias, you have over the hill Clayton Kershaw, yeah, and you had a bunch of guys who never pitched in the playoffs at that point. Yep, and you're kind of asking at this point with the Dodgers, where Urias I think is a bona fide stud. I think he is a legit number one. I think he's going to be an All Star. I think he may even have a chance to win the Cy Young if the Dodgers overachieve. But then you look at the rest of this rotation. Clayton Kershaw, I think he's done. Noah Syndergaard, not the same dude anymore. Nope. Tony Gonsolin, he ain't replicating what he did last year. Best year maybe in his whole career. Won't happen again. Dustin May, coming off significant injury. Farm when system's you, very good, though. Of course. And look, that's the always Maybe the, thing, the best in baseball. That's always the thing with, Do with the Dodgers. Yes. And look. They, they might bring up a guy that we don't even so, know, and he might go exactly what Walker Bueller did so a couple years ago. Someone made this point to me during the weekend. I, I don't remember who, and I'm going to have to – Go back. Maybe, you know what? Actually, it was Jungle Gaze who made this point. Okay. Me. Where the Dodgers almost parsed it back this offseason. They didn't really spend. They let people walk. Probably waiting for that guy who just plays down the f the five in Anaheim <laughs> to become a free agent and pay Shohei Otani whatever he wants. I was going to say there's two of them. <laughs> well, yeah. But <laughs> One of them's not going to be a free agent, Right, though. but Otani, like, yeah. the, the, the Otani bidding war between the Dodgers and the Mets will be like something we have never seen before in, in professional sports in North America. But this Dodger team, I like their under. I like under 95 and a half. I, I think they're the second best team in the division. I think that division, I think the Giants and the Diamondbacks at least will be competitive. I don't know how good either of those teams will be, but they'll be competitive and they won't be able to walk over those teams. 
And look, the other injury, the only other thing that holds me up here is what does the New Balance schedule play? That I was that's exactly one, where I was going to go. That's the one thing that has me concerned here because now with being able to play the entire AL Central for all these good teams in the NL, that's an extra bunch of wins because the AL Central stinks. Yeah, and everyone is going to take advantage of them this year. So I did a quick math equation to find the power ratings of each division. It's Ooh. not that hard. You just add the win totals together um, for each team. The American League East has the highest power rating of any division okay. in Major League Baseball. The National League Central has the lowest. Okay, None of that surprises you. I'm a little surprised the AL Central is ahead of the NL Central. Slightly, yeah. by eight wins. Yeah, not by a lot. Not by a lot. Yeah, it's because, the, because those bad teams in the NL exactly. Central are that bad. Yeah. But the American League East has a 17-win gap over the National League East. We'll continue this conversation yeah, we'll, on the other we'll, side we'll, we'll because there's some, there's some math to be done that you can find some edge in the win total markets, I think. We're heading back to middle school math with Jared Smith Edition. next on Live Bet Saturday. Nice <laughs> this is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, VSEN's excited to announce our new weekend lineup of live shows to cover the dynamic sports betting markets like no one else can. With some fresh concepts, new pairings, and as we head into a new season of sports, VSEN will continue to deliver all the news, analysis, and insights you come to expect from your favorite sports betting team here at VSEN. The new lineup starts on Monday. If you're watching us at VSEN.com right now or on YouTube TV, you see our weekend schedule, the big new show, The Handle, with Matt Brown and Dave Ross. Noon Eastern time to 3 every Saturday and Sunday. And also, to Michael Lombardi, as always, 10 to noon Eastern time. But uh, new uh, new hosts with Michael Lombardi include Femi Abebefe and Stormy Bonatoni on the Lombardi line. Very familiar names. Very familiar names. Talent, depth. We've got a lot of people here. Got a lot sure. of good people here as well. Brian Ortega is here. Jared Smith is here. I'm Jeff Barles. A uh, half hour more of us, and then Mike Palm and Danny Burke take over. Jared, in the house. Jared, we are uh, Jared. We are doing math equations now here on the program. Math is fun. Not really. Do it is when to... it is when you're trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out right now. So, seventy six to fifty two. That's the big number. Go from seventy six divisional games in Major League Baseball this year down to fifty two. So you do some simple math from that. You go from facing each team in your division 19 times to now just 13 times. So why is that important? Well, if you're in the National League Central, let's say you're the Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh. And your win total is 85 and a half. Is it fully baked into the market that last year you got to face the Reds, the Pirates, the Cubs 19 times each? 18 less games Against those three teams this year, oh, by the way, ratings-wise, projected to be three of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Now, the Brewers have to face the Blue Jays, have to face the Yankees, have to face the White Sox, have to face the Astros. You face every team in Major League Baseball at least once, and then based off of your geographic location, there will be other interleague rivalries that are played more than once, and then, of course, the teams in your league i.e. the American or the National League East, National League West, you'll also face them a significantly more number of times than you normally would in a traditional Major League Baseball season. So the times, they are changing. And what it means, Jeff, 
it is a tailwind for those tougher division teams. In the American League East, I would be more inclined to bet an over win total because the Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles are all beating up on each other significantly less times. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the tougher, or excuse me, in the easier divisions, like the National League Central, it's a headwind. You don't get to face those teams that are at the bottom as many times. And again, in baseball, we're counting stats matter a lot because when you play 162, it adds up over time. I'll be honest. I think all five AL East teams, I bet over, and all five NL Central teams, I bet under, and I'll see where the chips fall at the end of the year. I think I'd be above 500 just based off of this new schedule. So the only the only team in the AL East I really don't like this year is Boston. It's I fair. Think, I think, that, again, two years ago, I got toasted by it. Last year, I did well on it because they were the team that I thought they were going to be in 2021, and they turned into that team in 2022. Yeah. They're the only team in that division I don't really like. The Yankees, I don't know how good they are, but the Yankees will still win their mid-90s. Of course. They'll still win their mid-90s. The Blue Jays, same sort of deal. I think they're very talented. Uh, man, it's still kind of crazy that they flamed out as badly as they did against Seattle in that two-game series. Um, or the Orioles are the interesting one because all yeah. that young talent, they made the leap last year. I wonder how good they are right away out of the gate. And Tampa's Tampa. Tampa win their, 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 their low 90s. The cent- I, I'm with you on the central. I'm both centrals here. The AL central, I think, actually, and I know, I know the numbers, the power ratings wise. You, the NL central is a little bit, little bit worse than the AL central, slightly. But I think those rosters in the AL central are worse than the NL central rosters. Now, look, I think the Reds are some upside with the, the, Reds. The, the, the Reds are going to be better. I actually even think the Pirates might be a little bit better. Um, the Cubs seem to be a team that people are taking long shots on to make the playoffs. I don't quite see that. But they're at least looked at a little more positively sure. to some. But the Tigers kind of showed us who they were last year. Yes, they did. When they were a popular over team, and then they were dreadful. Yep. The Royals, to me, are the worst team in the American League. I agree. And Cleveland, the, okay, real quick here. We're going to have more fun with numbers. Good farm system more, with Cleveland. More fun with numbers real quick. And they're also very well coached. They're a, well, they're a well-run organization. Cleveland in the division last year is the reason they won the, they made the playoffs because they were great in division against everyone except, of course, the Detroit Tigers, who they're only one game over 500 against. But you are not going to be able to win. Like, the AL Central champion, I think, is going to win 84 games. Probably. And it's I bet going to be all, low 80s. I would be willing to bet that one of those divisions, National or American League Central, you get all five teams go under their win total or at least – three or four of the five, like all of those weaker divisions will likely skew under win totals. All of those stronger divisions will likely skew over win totals because that's just the way it's haves and have nots in baseball. And when you have 162, it's not as volatile as an NFL season where you can go from worst to first. That doesn't happen in major league baseball. Hardly ever, unless no. you're the San Francisco Giants and you win your division at what one thirty to one or two hundred to one or well, whatever the it was. The Giants that year. have the Giants win one hundred and nine yeah. games when their win total is in the seventies. Yeah, that is so <laughs> rare in baseball, which makes that particular feat that much more well, most insane single season for thing real. We'll ever see. But I just think in general, you are going to see the schedule this year. Now, eventually, sportsbooks will adapt. They might already have adapted. Once the win totals get released, the market then has their say. But I would be willing to bet if you just took the opening numbers, let's use them here at the South Point. 
and we'll screenshot them now and we'll talk to you in October. I'd be willing to bet more teams than not in the central divisions stay under their win totals more often than not in the Eastern divisions, the two best divisions in, in baseball, AL and NL East will go over their win total just based off of pure numbers and pure math. We got a, you got two months to figure it out or a month or a month and a half. I should say, I don't bet a lot of preseason MLB stuff. It's Not, too long. I, there, there, I'll, I'll have a few more. A couple of divisions, a couple I'll, of awards, I'll maybe. I'll have a few more win totals than usual because of this, because I, I don't probably. think the numbers have been adjusted properly probably. enough. Going back to college hoops real quick, yes, because this is not as not as crazy as it was a few a few hours ago, Jared. What a wild day. Yeah, what a wild early. Uh, capped by Arizona State's uh, half-court heave to stun Arizona by one. Go as watch a, the Twitter clip, please. Yeah, Get yes, us some J- clicks. J- Jared Smith... Uh, Hitting an octave that I didn't even know was possible for multiple him. octaves. Yeah. I should join the voice. Here's, <laughs> uh, no, we will only. Uh, what's what? What the uh, the we we'll get you a mass singer? Actually, that's what we'll do. Yeah, that's a face I for mean, radio right there. there, there right? <laughs> uh, let, let's go to Coral Gables because this was a beatdown at halftime. Yeah, and all of a sudden Miami, who I was ready to phrase earlier in the show, is in danger of blowing a big halftime there lead. Were like Thirty at one point. I think. It was uh, twenty-three at the half. Wow. And it's now 68-66. Oh, 35-14 Seminoles in the second half. Jared, I sometimes the avalanche, the uh, the snowball gets too quick, and all of a sudden the avalanche hits you in these games. But Miami laying four and a half here, where Florida State has exerted so much energy to get back in the game, may not be a terrible look here if you like the Canes. I, I think when it comes to live betting college basketball, the momentum does matter. I think it's worth an extra point in, in every scenario. Because, first of all, you're always laying 5 to $0.10 cents more juice in a live bet than you normally would. So you always have to factor that in to your mental math, which is hard to do on the fly, very hard to do in college basketball. Because if you're not betting during the timeouts, you literally could be clicking submit on a bet where the score is not correct. And I've done that before, by the way. It's not a fun feeling. Um, <laughs> like, I've, lit- I've literally clicked submit and then looked up, and then it was basket or touchdown on the other end. Um, so just be mindful of that. Live betting, there are positives because you could capture that momentum and use it to your advantage. But you could also buy the top. Like, ask those people that bought Bitcoin at $60,000 how they're feeling about their live bet on Bitcoin. Not exactly the best bet. Well, so- you tell me that timing was wrong on that? <laughs> Just you <laughs> might never get back over 30. Let's just leave it at that. But I do think in this particular game, I would take Miami, Florida, Florida state. I don't understand how they could like, that must've been a massive drought for Miami. Uh, it's just Florida state's making shots. Could have been really what it is more than anything on Miami's uh, turning the ball over. There you go. That's, there's your, there's, 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 your your, there's your answer right there. By the way, Miami's up. Oh, he missed the free throw. But they got the Miami's rebound. gonna win this game. Miami's gonna win this game. Again, I, I wish I'd uh wish I actually had reliable cell service in here. Looking at you Who needs uh, that? Look looking at you here, uh big uh carrier that begins with a V. <laughs> Are we not allowed to use was that Voldemort? We can't use that uh, word on <laughs> can't use that word on the air. Well played. <laughs> well played all the way around. Uh, from our guy, Jared Smith. Again, we got one more segment to go with us. Uh, then Mike Palm and Danny Burke take over. We'll more in college hoops. And who knows? Maybe we'll get into some more. Hockey? Canary. Maybe. Hockey, baseball, golf, tennis. 
Maybe tune in to keep listening here on Live at Saturday. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM is offering college hoops fans a chance to pocket extra cash winnings all season long. Just log into your BetMGM account and receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then place a college basketball parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. If the parlay hits, you have boosted winnings. If you're new to BetMGM, download the app and sign up today and see why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. This promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Happy to be with you on Live Bet Saturday. Dan Burke just walked in the studio. So, Danny's ready to An go. An alarm just went off. He's ready to go. An angel and lost its wings he, somewhere in he, Chicago. He, well, he walked in, and I was ready to pack up my laptop, apparently. <laughs> I was like, oh, Danny you walked in, out. the show's over. Nope, not quite. Uh, Florida State just took a lead. Yes, too. they did. And But Miami's going I, back I, to the I line. I cursed them by saying they were going to win this game, Miami. Clearly, I was wrong. I mean, you this can still get minus. You can still get minus one eighty on the money line on Miami if you. That want is it. an absurd price for a team losing in a game where they had a huge lead. So th- there's the next step of the live betting equation. If you are going to try to catch the falling knife, at least try to catch it on the plus side of the odds ledger. Don't try to catch it on the nine on the minus side. <laughs> That's a dangerous game. Yeah, I actually, I, I again, I'm just concerned. At some point, Florida State, you, you've expended so much energy. There's still get back five in the game. minutes left and there's in the still, game. There's still a lot of time That's left. why they're minus 180. Yeah. Because there's five minutes left, and obviously Miami could easily go on a little 8 nothing run here, and then it's it's uh, see you later time for the Knolls. But I, I do think, and we're about to enter, like, prime college basketball live betting season. Oh, my because God. Because the college tur- the conference tournaments are amazing. I think, and I'll, I'll pose it to this, because to be honest with you, I think, this game's probably got at least like five or more twists and turns, and we're going to be long off air by the time it ends. But I think I like betting the conference tournaments more than I like the NCAA tournament. Oh, like you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not alone on that. I mean, it's, it's those NCAA tournament lines, even though it's not conference games, are so tight. Yeah. That, But I just think the third time you're facing a team, I think the handicap is a little more – I can situationally so, identify some spots better. So there's a few things with the third team. First off – you can also get in, and, and Jared, you know this, I know this. Do not listen to the people that say it is very hard to beat a team three times in the same season. <laughs> because Don't listen to anyone who uses cliches be, because, as their handicap. Because as the Philadelphia Eagles proved. Give me some the, data. As, as the Eagles proved in the NFL playoffs, when Team A is a lot better than Team B, it does not matter that they were beat, that Team B lost twice. They're not going to magically find more talent and be better than Team A without a whole lot of injuries. And I think that there are there are some great ones like that where teams that got swept in the regular season get bet, and they shouldn't get bet because Team A is significantly better than them. There's also ones like this, like we were talking about earlier. It's a little bit harder to find situational spots earlier in the conference tournaments, but once you get deeper, especially if you get magical runs from teams, and this will happen in the smaller conferences, where you get like an eight seed in the smaller conference that had yes. to play an extra day that all of a sudden, whoa, they beat the one seed. They beat the really good four seed. What is their reward? Oh, you got to play the second best team in the conference that technically was the two seed because of a tiebreaker. Like then you can say, all right, let's go on the two seed here. Let's lay the points with yeah. the two against the eight in that scenario because you're just so hard to win four straight games in a row that are all must wins for an eight seed, especially in a smaller conference. I think there's two points to that that are expandable for the NCAA tournament. First of all, the Cinderella's that need to win the conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Tough draw once you get there. Once you accomplish that feat, 
probably a fade in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Second point, and we were discussing this in the first hour, and I'm glad we can kind of circle back to this because it's relevant for this conversation. The seedings in the NCAA tournament are as useless as the ink on this paper that I haven't read today because we don't need a rundown on the show. That's how talented we are. But <laughs> there is so many times, and I'll give you an example from last year, 11th seeded Michigan, two and a half point favorite against six-seeded Colorado State. Guess who won by double digits? Uh, that would it be wasn't the, the higher-seeded team. That would be the 11th seed. That would be the – well, hold on a second. Is the higher-seeded team the team with the bigger number or the lower number? <laughs> hold on now. Hold on. we we got to clarify this. Don't make things more confusing <laughs> for our audience than it already is. Here's – I'll make it really simple for you. The numbers to the left of the team's name don't even matter. Might as well be in no. another language. The numbers to the right, i.e. the odds – are the only numbers that you should be paying attention to when we get to the NCAA tournament. If a one seed is against an eight seed in the second round and it's just one of those weird matchups and the eight seed's like a pick 'em, yeah, I would be very considering that eight seed might be better than the one seed. Yeah, I think you're in a scenario where you're going to probably, and we saw last year, we saw some four and a halfs in that one, in those round of 32s. Carolina. You're going to see it a lot this year because there's a lot of parity well, in college it's basketball. it's going to be fascinating. Like, when our, if Arkansas or Creighton end up on the 8-9 Or any Big line, 12 eight seed yeah. against a Pac-12 team, against Purdue. Well, I will say, if we get to, if it's a TCU-UCLA 1-8 in the first round, I'm going to be pulling my hair out because I'm losing a future <laughs> in a round of 32. So That's I, another I, story for yeah, another day. Yeah. But you get the point of the number to the left of the name, i.e. the ranking, and we've talked about it with the unranked versus ranked mm -hmm. home team. Those rankings are meaningless. There's only one number that, and if you're watching this network, you already care about this number, and it's the spread. And it's the only number that matters when you're handicapping college basketball. The seedings, the rankings, all of that nonsense that the committee will throw down us, the net rankings and this, it doesn't matter unless the point spread also indicates that Team X is better than Team Y. Sorry, TED Talk over. Continue. <laughs> By the way, speaking of a team that could be on the eight line, Kentucky, we haven't even mentioned this game. Kentucky no. is just blasting Auburn. 68 to 42. Tough year for Auburn, huh? You know what the thing is with them? Like, I'm, they're nowhere near as talented, obviously, no. as they were last year. When you lose a guy who gets picked in the top three in the NBA draft, yes. of course you're going to be worse talent-wise. But that team, you saw it at the end of last year, too, where it kind of all kind of fell apart at the end of the regular season. And then, Even this year, they were 16-3. and three. Yeah. And but, now they're 19-9. and nine. But here's the one thing with this team, and this is kind of the problem with all those, with a lot of these teams in the SEC this year. They stink on offense. And when you have a, a mediocre to bad offensive team by a power five, like, look, 67 is well in the top quarter of the country yeah. for offensive efficiency. But when you're dealing with a team that NCAA tournament aspirations, second weekend aspirations, preseason, you have the 67th best offense, your team's not that good. Correct. And they're another team that's in Ken Palm overrated because they're very good defensively. They're 13th defensively. They're, ninth, they're 22nd in Ken Palm. They are not the 22nd best team in the country. No, no way. They're such a bad shooting team. They're tough to rely on. It's kind of funny. These bigger conferences where we're kind of questioning who the best teams are, Big 12 really being the big one, I, I think the conference tournament, I'll put a little more weight to it than I normally would because I want to see who gets hot in the one-and-done settings. So many of these conferences, especially the coaches, coaching a conference season like it's a full, I mean, a 20-game gauntlet. Now we get tight, one-and-done conference tournament. Are there strategies that gets changed? 
Do we see teams that were more defensive teams focus more? They, like, I'm fascinated to see how the bigger conferences, how some of these eh, mediocre teams in the Big 12 and the SEC that are good teams nationally, but in their specific conference, there are 500. How do they handle the conference tournaments? I'll probably give an extra half a point or a point to some team that actually makes it through that gauntlet when they get to the NCAA. Well, they, yeah, like let's say Oklahoma State makes the Big 12 tournament final. Yeah. Well, let's say that or happens. TCU. Yeah, well, TCU is a little bit different because I, I, I view TCU as a legitimate. Top I agree, but the rankings yeah. wise, they're kind of in the twenties, yeah, they're in the thirties, they're well, kind of in the middle, no man's land. I look, I want TCU to go out as early as humanly possible in Kansas City. <laughs> I, I do. I want them to. I want them to lose to Baylor in a four-five because they're okay. going to. Because then what's going to happen is they're going to get shifted down to a seven, and they're going to probably be a shorter than what needed to be favored against a ten seed, and probably a power, a mediocre power five at that. They'll beat them. And a gimme against anyone who's on the two line, TCU giving getting points in a seven two. Yeah. Sign me up right now. TCU and I, you, I think you nailed it too. The first round we won't see it as much. There might be one or two random outliers. I think in the second round, when you get these mid level Big Twelve and SEC teams going up against the best team in the not so great conferences, ACC, Pac twelve, Big Ten. That's when you're going to see the odds market really reflect how good the Big 12 was this year. Hard to tell now. They're all kind of beating each other up. I think in two weeks when we get to that second round or that second game, the 2-7, the, the first weekend, that's when you're going to see, wow, the Big 12's favored in, in a 7-2? Mm -hmm. Wow. The, the only thing is, and, and Jared, you know this as well as I do, when growing up in the area we grew up and when the Big East was as good as it ever it's another was. another conference that's interesting this year. When, when, when that conference was as good as it was and they were getting double-digit teams in the tournament yeah. because all those teams were of tournament quality and really good teams, the only concern when you're dealing with great leagues like this and possibly betting them in a round of 32 against another Power 5 from a weaker league, how much do you have left in the tank at that point after getting beaten up week after week after Short week? Short turnaround Friday to Sunday, Absolutely. Thursday to Saturday, too. Hey, this is fun. Why don't we do it again tomorrow, right? You're on. You're on. They're on, too. Jared and, Jared and I are back tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern time on Live Bet Sunday. Danny Burke and Mike Palmer are going to carry you the next three hours here on Live Bet Saturday. Good luck on all your bets, everybody. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.